Recovery Radio, where we discuss substance abuse treatment and recovery. You can listen live at blogtalkradio.com forward slash OCG Radio. Please note that the views and opinions of our hosts and guests are not necessarily the views of OCG, nor is it meant to replace professional advice or the advice of your physician. And now, here's our show, Roach on Recovery, with your host, Orville Roach. Welcome, welcome, folks, to Roach on Recovery. This is your host, Orville Roach, going solo again. No producer, co-host, engineer, call screener, extraordinaire. We'll speak to that a little later. 646-564-9909 is the number. 646-564-9909 is the number if you want to call in and speak to me just want to listen to the show, you can go to our show website. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash OCG radio. Again, that's blogtalkradio.com forward slash OCG radio. Or if you want to call in on the call-in line and listen to the show via that means, you are welcome to do so. So welcome back, folks. Uh, Let's start off with our uh, recap. Our co-host is still um, out, still um, having some spiritual recuperation, if you will, and um, he might be back next week. He might surprise us. We don't know, but we will see. Um, But until then, we will go it alone and continue to keep him and his family in our thoughts, prayers, and sending positive energy out to them as they continue to uh, mourn the passing of uh, his grandmother. The next item up on the recap. Last week we had some technical issues near the close of our show. I think it was about the one hour and 45 minute mark when we went dark. The odd thing was is the only place we were dark was in the middle because callers can hear. I can hear the callers when they would call in and say hello, but they could not hear me responding. I also could not hear audio clips and things of that nature. Now, when I went and then listened to the podcast, it didn't sound as bad as I thought it would, Um 
it actually played the show close and the, the closing song, etc., which I could not hear, so I thought none of it was playing. Um, it was all caused by a network error on their end, which has not been fixed as of yet, by the way. So to give you advance notice, they informed me today that uh, they are still working on a hot fix. What is a hot fix? Does that mean like we got to get to it right away and you know get this thing fixed? Well, they had a week, you know, a week to do this already. So hopefully we won't have any uh, hiccups. We won't have any technical difficulties. But I'm just giving you advance notice just in case. Um, what's up next? How about them Cowboys? Yes, you know I had to go there. The Cowboys last week. Uh, Wednesday was the deadline, 1 p.m. Eastern. Oh, well, it was 3 p.m. Central Time, so I guess it would be 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that they got their superstar wide receiver, Dez Bryant, signed to a long-term deal, five years, $70 million, $45 million guaranteed. Everybody is happy. So that's good news all around for the Cowboy fans. Now, to my New York Giants and their star defensive end, JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul. Notice that little French accent. This guy decides to play with fireworks, and as we've been told since we were children, be careful, watch it now. If you're not careful and you know you don't handle it properly, you can blow off one of those fingers, and that's exactly what happened. This guy had a close to $60 million long-term deal on the table, which, of course, the Giants have pulled. He's now uh, operating under the franchise tag for one year, which he hasn't signed yet, which is odd. But um, So it's his index finger, which rather than, I guess, the amount of damage, he decided to have it amputated because he can recover faster from the amputation than from whatever surgeries they were going to do to repair the damage. And, you know, that's a interesting call, um, I guess. I've tried to kind of like mimic holding my index finger down and seeing what that's like. Because remember, these guys put their hands on the ground in the three-point stance, you know, in soft football language, so, uh, and to try and power off. You know, like a like a sprinter on the on on in the you know on, on the starting line. So I don't know how he's going to do that. I don't know if he's going to have some kind of prosthetic or something, but that's going to be interesting to see. They say it shouldn't have any impact on him, but I don't know. You know, you use your index, you you'd be surprised how important certain fingers are. And you know, once you lose them, you know, you think you might be able to, you know. And the other thing which kind of went underreported was he kind of damaged his thumbs. They 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 said thumbs, plural. So I don't know if they're meaning both of his thumbs or just one of his thumbs were damaged. But either way, that's, that's very serious also because if you're going to be missing an index finger and then you've got a thumb issue, I don't know where you're going to be able to get any gripping power or what have you. So we'll see. We don't know how long he's going to be out, but it's going to affect ultimately affected the Giants. So that's all I got on the recap. What's up today on our topic? 
Forgiveness. What's the secret? When I was in treatment and working as a staff for Daytop in New York up at Swan Lake, I recall, um, and someone correct me if I'm mistakenly recalling, uh, you know, we have in every facility up on the walls unwritten philosophies. And, you know, Daytop, our common ground, we didn't uh, make them up. These have been around for eons and have come from the great philosophers of life. And I recall the Monsignor, the late Monsignor, sending out a memo adding two during my time. And other than that, I can't recall any two being added. And one of those two was forgiveness. And the other one uh, was restitution. But today we're talking about forgiveness. Now, when, when I've done seminars in the past, there has been no seminar that I've done that has caused more energy in the room than this particular topic. Positive energy and negative energy. Just energy, period. And when we talk about forgiveness, uh, we're talking about three things. Forgiveness of oneself, forgiveness of others, and being the one that is forgiven. And each one requires something, a little something different for each one. It is probably one of the most difficult things to get people to wrap their head around, wrap their hearts around, to accomplish true forgiveness. There's foe, F-A-U-X, forgiveness, where you say you've forgiven someone, but deep down, you haven't, and that's evidenced through either what you say or what you do. And so we try and get clients to a place of real, true forgiveness and speak to, well, what what's required of me to actually get there and accomplish that and experience that? Well, a lot is accomplished, and it's very difficult for uh, us humans to do some of the things that are required for us to accomplish it. But it certainly is not going to stop us from speaking to it because we know how important it was. It, it must have been significantly important in the Monsignor's eyes for him to add it as one of the unwritten philosophies of life that he wanted all clients who walk through the doors to look up on the walls and see it. You know, that's one of the things that you have to incorporate in your life along with honesty, trust in your environment, blind faith. And I even added one of the important ones at the end of my description as a clue to uh, achieving, experiencing forgiveness, the unwritten philosophy of no free lunch. If you think about it, anything that you want to accomplish, anything you want to achieve, anything you want to obtain, any 
place you want to be physically or spiritually or mentally or emotionally, you have to do something and or give up something in order to get it. Sometimes it's time, effort, sweat, blood, tears, things of that nature. Sometimes it's attitude change, behavior change, life view change. But something has to be given up. So let's talk about what we got to give up, depending on which type of forgiveness we want to get. So the first thing we always want the client to do and make sure that this has been accomplished exercised and experienced is forgiveness of oneself. Oftentimes when you're out there in the life, you've done things, bad things, dishonorable things to family members and others. And when you are free of drugs and free of alcohol uh, addiction, or, or let me correct that. When you start to experience some time free from those things, the deeds you have done and or the words you have said uh, are now coming back to you clearer, coming back to the forefront for you to examine. And this is one of the things that's very important in, in the 12 Steps is when you you, know, you go back to people who you have done wrong and you make amends. Well, here in this one, where we're talking about forgiving oneself, we're talking about looking at the things, because the forgiveness has to go in order. So let's start there. So before I can forgive another person or ask to be forgiven by another person, I first have to forgive myself. So that requires me to examine first what are the things I've done, who have I harmed, how have I harmed them, okay? And did I do these things in pursuit of and or under the influence of drugs and alcohol? And, of course, for our clients, you know, very rarely... I can probably count on one hand, has the answer not been yes. I said these things when I was in the throes of my addiction. I did these things in the throes of my addiction. I said and did things all in the pursuit of continuing my addiction and obtaining drugs and, 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 and liquor and this and that and all of that. And so we say, well, let's not then judge yourself based on that lifestyle, let's look at you free from all those things. Would you have done, and this is what we call honest introspection, honest evaluation, would you have done those things? Would you have said those things? Would you have treated people that way? Would you have harmed people uh, if you weren't in that life? if you weren't addicted to drugs and alcohol, if you weren't consumed with uh, 
the other things that are associated with the addict, addiction lifestyle? And usually the answer is no, I, I, would, I wouldn't have done those things. I would never have done those things. And so if a person can honestly say that, that's the first step. Because we would then say, then if, if the real you, the you that would be free from all of those things, would not do things like that, would not say things like that, and especially if you can point to a time when you were of intellectual maturity, whatever age that may be for some people, 14, 15, 16, 17, who knows, where you were not using drugs, okay? If, but if you started using drugs at age 11 and 12, then you wouldn't have this experience to draw back on. So it would be different for you. But let's say you didn't. Let's say you had a little bit of your teenage years drug-free and where your your character starts to develop a little bit based on your upbringing and people can kind of get a read on what kind of person you are becoming as you're going into your teenage years and whatnot. So if you can look back and say, no, I wouldn't, I, I honestly wouldn't have been that way, done those things, then you can give yourself a mulligan, give yourself a break, forgive yourself for those things. Because you can look back and say, no, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have said that if I wasn't addicted. And there was a period in my life when I was you know, of age a little bit, and I, I, I wasn't like that. I never talked to my family members that way. I didn't treat people the way I did when I was under the influence, and I surely didn't uh, do the things that I did in pursuit of my addiction. Um, I, so you can forgive yourself because you have something to hold on to that makes sense, that's logical and practical, where you, that you can ask yourself. You hear that? What you won't do, you do for love. You'll try anything, but you won't give up. That's the attitude you need to have in recovery. You've got to love or learn to love yourself first. You've got to be willing to try anything that will help you succeed. And most importantly, you can never give up. Visit us at ocgworks.org. OCG, where hope grows.
Fuck them Cowboys! Yeah!